This episode of the TDLA podcast is brought to you by Jingle Belt. Jingle Belt is a new belt that also doubles as a musical instrument. You can actually play your belt. Our current Jingle Belt lineup includes pianos, saxophones, clarinets, tubas, trumpets, and now a xylophone. Find yourself in the middle of an impromptu jam sesh? Need to make some extra cash performing on the street? Want to impress your lover with a song? Just a quick unhook and you're jamming away on your Jingle Belt. Now making music has never been easier and more accessible, and we're bringing it to you at an insanely affordable price. Only 36 easy payments of $9.99, and you're ready to jam anytime, anywhere. Jingle Belt. Music at the drop of your pants. Hello and welcome to a very special musical edition of the Two Dudes in L.A. podcast. Today the dudes discuss learning a musical instrument, early influences, and share stories of concerts that they have been to. Then albums are recommended and challenges are made. It just wouldn't be the same if they didn't play Don't You Dare Laugh and try not to laugh at a high schooler asking a girl to prom. After that, listener emails and a thought-provoking discussion about what they would do with 10,000 bones. Finally, they close with another excerpt from the classic gangster novel, Teflon. Well, enough chit-chat. Let's cut to the nitty-gritty, shall we? Without further ado, the TDLA Podcast. Hands... Touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you, Ba-na-na-na. sweet Caroline, bum, bum, bum. good times never seem so good. So good, so good. Speaking so of good. good times, welcome to the TDLA podcast, Yay. everybody. Thank Man, you. how's that for an intro, huh? <laughs> Yeah. I was not expecting that. I know, and that's why I threw it in your face. But I was, um, I was right there with you, man. <laughs> you were, you, we were in the zone. So, guys, today's a music musically filled episode. So if I start bursting out into songs, you'll know why. If Sean starts throwing down a throw down a tasty beat and starts rapping, you'll know why. I don't know if you know this. Sean is the future Childish Gambino. So, what? yeah, we know. I'm a okay. closet beatboxer. Yeah, it's amazing. We'll show it to you someday. Whoa, 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 whoa fire. Yeah, that his, was just a taste. Yeah, his microphone just burst into flames. I was like... Luckily, whoa. I have this other one right next to it, ready oh, to go. And it's already plugged in. Yeah. Great. So. <laughs> well, great. Shawnee Boy, but before we get into... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's your boy, Watson. With me, as always, is your other boy, Sean. Thank you, everyone, Shiggity for coming. Fun. And we're here uh, in the Coliseum today <laughs> so please everyone yeah, yeah. Woo. the audience gets bigger and bigger so every time every episode we do um yeah so i, I realized in in one of our previous episodes we said that the tickets were free well, and then in another episode we said they were the cost expensive so, i mean that's because we're getting <laughs> yeah, big exactly you know? it was free yes and then uh you know we need to support this thing absolutely so. <laughs> taking a drink Thank you for pausing. All right. And now we're back. So, Sean, how was your week? It's pretty good. It was a good week. Yeah. I, um, I had lunch with 
an associate producer at Nickelodeon. What? Oh, oh, thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah, just a quick one. Just a quick one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. You know, like I've uh, I've been keeping in touch with him. I I met his name's Sean Ganka, and I met him the first time I drove to LA for for the the industry. I think yeah. I might have shared the story. Yeah, I think that I was, was in the first episode. Still living in Salt Lake, drove yeah. all the way out here for a four hour meetup. And uh, and he was there. He's he's actually really good friends with the gentleman who hosted the meetup and created the podcast that kind of inspired me and all that. That's cool. Um, which was the podcast again? The Animation Network. Animation Network. Cool. Which uh, is actually done now. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they did it for a few years. And uh, Chris Wimberly, he's he's a busy dude, so he's off to bigger, better things. Nice. So, um, but yeah, I I've been trying, you know, keeping in touch with Sean, and finally was able to. Go to Nickelodeon for the first time. We had nice. lunch at their cafeteria, and uh, he just had some really how good... W- now, now the question begs the question, how was the cafeteria at Nickelodeon? Please. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty good. They yeah? had... I had What'd like, you have? Like a Mediterranean dish. Oof. Yeah, some chicken and rice and hummus and a pita go. bread and... Noise. Yeah. But he had some good uh, tips on just like... Breaking into like an entry level position, and cool. um, hopefully, he's gonna get me a, like a meeting with the recruiter so I can meet him. And I mean, nothing's for sure set in stone, Damn. but it's just see. But this is a great thing, about, guys. It's just about networking. Yeah, you know? but that's the great thing. It's like you come to this podcast almost every single time with a new story of you trying to break in, and one of these days it's just gonna happen. You know what I mean? And, and hopefully I'll have yeah something cool to announce like yeah well and and you will for sure if you keep it up, dude, you will for sure. And I hope you'll have time for little old me and our little side projects. <laughs> Maybe you'll get too busy like what's his name and and then it'll just be one dude in L.A. podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's uh. Now this podcast is I've I've kind of gotten used to like Sundays are podcast days. Mm. So I look forward to you know preparing for it, recording and then we have a lot of fun in like the chilling after part. Yeah, Just, dude. We usually put on a movie while we're editing videos or Boom. You yep. know, it's it's fun fun activity. Yep. And uh it's really just a nice way to wrap up the week, just like vent about stuff and then just get yourself ready for a new week, you know? True. So. Oh, and then uh, Friday, I went to a ballet with Dry. Nice. How's the ballet? <laughs> that was really cool. It was because uh, I, you know, I, I hang out with Dry all the time, and and he's done a lot of, he's designed a lot of outfits for like, the Oscars, and he's done like ballet outfits, and he's been in the fashion industry, and uh, so I just we were, he was talking about ballet. We were, we were driving past. I don't know what the building's called anymore, but yeah. it's downtown where they host. They have all that, and he's like, "Oh man, I really miss going to shows there and being behind, you know, backstage." And I was like, "I've never seen a ballet before." So he found this one where they they did a ballet to some David Bowie. Nice. And it was really cool. It was some good contemporary stuff. And uh, so so it was in two parts, and the first part was actually very classical. I mean, still some contemporary, but there was no David Bowie music. It was all like classical music. And they they wore basically nothing except like underwear that was skin colored. So from a distance, oh. they just they almost looked naked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're just so perfect and precise, and they were so silent. Like as they moved across the stage, and every move that they did, you didn't hear like footsteps or anything. Wow. And then Act Two, they came out and they were all painted up and had colorful outfits, and that's, oh, that's when a they cool started contrast. doing 
Yeah, David Bowie, all the hits, all the good stuff that you could think nice. of. Um, Any labyrinth? <laughs> no, sorry. All right, well, jump, magic, jump. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm dance, out. Dance, magic, out. dance. <laughs> That's fun, dude. So yeah, how about your week, Watson? I didn't forget to ask this time. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, my week was fun. I'm kind of just playing back what happened. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of driving, but a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think back. I swear I did something awesome. Maybe I didn't. Last night you had a show. I did. Yes, last night I did do. Uh, I have. I'm a part of a improvised Kevin Smith movie team. We played last night for about 20 minutes. It was a lot of fun. It was about. Uh, a family whose dad uh, lied to them or may or may not be lying to them that he has cancer, made his kids run a 5K for him, and then they stopped mid-race <laughs> because he, he he turned out he may be lying. So that was the whole, I guess that could be a Kevin Smith movie. because <laughs> nice. How we play it, it's a lot more like a Kevin Smith movie. So, um fun yeah oh but god of war i mean by the time you hear this god of war is out but uh i've been playing it you know friday so and you know you've been hearing me talk about far cry so much don't get me wrong far cry still very big in my heart and i will go back to far cry very soon yeah um just waiting on that dlc yep just waiting on the dlc i did beat the game so i guess my review is it's good um but yeah, no, it's, really, it's good. The ending, I won't lie. I was very mad at the ending. Did not enjoy the ending. The boss battle I loved, though. Uh, but if you're a fan of Far Cry, you're going to love this game. It's just it's just the right amount of the same, but different. I do feel like they need to change it up a little bit, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, God of War, dude. It's yeah. so good. You, you, you were here when he just started playing it. The first, like, hour or two is just locks you in it's crazy how fun this game is yeah and so and it's it's beautiful i mean it's yeah the one of the best looking games i've ever seen like, yeah. i can't believe how far it's come yeah it's funny because someone actually the story like reminded them of logan which makes sense to me so it's kind of like kratos logan <laughs> True. kratos logan story but yeah the the it's interesting how like it's so different from the other previous games, but then it feels so similar with just how much power you actually have. Mm. So I really like it, and I'm dying. I would love it, it be, so much. Would it be giving away too much to just explain the plot as to like how they've brought him into like the, the, the up until universe? now? No, just like the Nord, because like well, you know, I think God of War has always been about the Greek gods, right? So far in the God of War story, it has not revealed why he's in the Nordic realm. We don't know why. Oh, I thought it was like, so he he was married, he had a kid, yeah, and she was Nordic, right? Basically, right. But see, the end of the third game, he dies, <laughs> or at least the or at least so he kills. Now, spoilers, I guess, for those who want to play the first three, but they've been out forever, so you probably should have played them by now, but. Basically, the whole three games is summed up by he had a wife and kid. During battle, he he asked the god of war at the time to spare his life and kill his enemies. In exchange, he would give his life to the god of war. God of war did that, but then betrayed him by making him think his enemies uh, were his enemies, but actually turns out who was his family, and he murdered his family. And then... 
let's just skip over all this because it's gonna i you know it's too boring he's portrayed by all the greek gods you find out his dad is actually zeus he kills zeus <laughs> and then the very end he has a choice to give the power of like gods to back to the gods and bring back one of the gods to like be a god over the people or if he kills himself uh they will no longer be greek gods so he kills himself but obviously he doesn't kill himself (laughs) because he's still alive but if you notice in in god of war he has this big huge scar Mm. in his stomach where he killed himself where he killed himself so but we don't know why he's in the nordic god realm well it seems then that he was like he found love again and that's the only thing we can find out yeah and you can find that out just by looking at the uh, trailers um okay but yeah it's so good so, so basically he's you know he has this kid with him he calls yeah. him boy but mm-hmm. i think it's a son yeah and uh he has to go place some ashes on top of a mountain which happened to be in the nordic realm right. and he's not welcome there is basically no. kind of and we don't know yet why he's not welcome like gods are looking for him specifically and we don't know why so but yeah i mean the they've created this amazing world because he starts out you know just like it looks like earth but then he he gets thrust into this other realm that's just so amazing, cool. yeah, yeah. It's, and apparently there's going to be nine different realms, so that would be have cool. been really fun to be on that design team. <laughs> just, I mean, I I would love to see just like an art of book for that. I game. bet they will. Yeah. yeah, I bet they will, for sure. But yeah, so that's basically all my life, and you know, taking care of a sick girlfriend. That's been my life lately. So yeah. by this time this episode goes out, my birthday is probably happened. Or is yeah, about to happen. Yeah, yeah. So happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> future birthday. Future, birth, future birthday. What I'm doing for my birthday. Yeah. Have you bought tickets yet? Get tickets, no, dude. keep forgetting. Uh, what I'm doing is, is they, they do here, if you're ever out in LA or out in LA, they do something called the Rooftop Cinema, which you watch a movie on the rooftop in downtown LA, and they are showing um, E.T., so we're going to go watch E.T. and then we're going to go to my favorite bar and everyone's going to buy me Captain Crunch rings. It's going to be the, the best thing in the whole world. So, but anyway. It's an arcade bar as well. Yeah, it's an 80s themed arcade bar. It'll be fun. Yeah, they play like uh, weird science on the screen yeah. and, and Breakfast Club and stuff. It's it's fun. It's totally fun. <laughs> but the food is, is really good. Uh, yeah, you've, prob- you've heard us talk about it and you're like, <laughs> shut up. But... Anyway, this is our musical episode. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Bye, 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 bye. If you really want to make it to... That, okay. That was, back, <laughs> that was Backstreet. No, no, that was NSYNC. Ooh, I almost like everyone burned me. Oh, well, let's start uh, out with that. Were you NSYNC or Backstreet Boys growing up? <laughs> I owned both CD. I owned all CDs. <laughs> yeah, really? I was in like elementary, middle school when I was super into them. Same. Actually, middle school. Yeah. Uh but uh, I don't know. I owned all them. But I will say I only sent off a fan letter to NSYNC. Oh. So I <laughs> uh, don't mean to brag. Or I was, whatever, I was but... Backstreet Boys all the way. Oh, yeah? Backstreet's <laughs> back, baby. Have you seen This is the End? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was about to say, the, dang the it, it's so fun. Yeah. yeah, the ending of This is the End when yeah. the Backstreet Boys are in heaven. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite endings to a movie ever. Oh, my ever. goodness. Yeah, I used um, to think the um, what's what's the music video where they they become like the universal monsters, like a werewolf and oh, I don't have, know, like you know, have you seen that one? Uh-uh. I don't think it's larger than life. 
Maybe it is larger than life. I also like Space Cowboy. I might be getting NSYNC and Backstreet Boys mixed up now because now I'm not I'm no, worried. They're interchangeable. The space, my, my cowboy, that was, a, that was an interesting thing in the late 90s, oh, yeah, yeah, early 2000s yeah, yeah, with yeah, boy yeah, bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, are, Dude, are they, Hansen, are they still around? Oh, yeah. They still do concerts Yeah, but Hanson in played instruments. I'm talking... Well, <laughs> Hanson only was like a one-hit wonder because I think they only released one. But I was no, into I'm them, talking dude. like like 98 degrees, yep. Backstreet Boys in sync, um, New Kids on the Block, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it kind of started in the 80s, but yeah, really got big in the 90s for sure. And then and then they like they tried to bring them back. In fact, maybe the Backstreet Boys has like a, a Las Vegas show now or something. <laughs> Not One yeah, they they things. did they did it there. I think they're legitimately doing a tour now. It sucks because InSync doesn't can't really <laughs> because. You know, they got Justin Timberlake, yeah. who's, like, huge now. So it's like they can't really have that flexibility. Um, okay, enough about boy bands. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Yeah. I think the last boy band we had was... What's it called? The British one. Oh. Shoot. I'm glad I don't remember. The really young dudes. Yeah, well, now they're all older. And then even Harry Styles. I, I love how I know them personally. I don't remember their band. One Direction. One Direction. Uh, but even Harry Styles, he appeared in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. So, yeah. It's doing weird. other things. But anyways, let's get to the real nitty-gritty here. The let's go stuff. all the way to the beginning, Watson. Let's go to the beginning. What were you raised on by your parents? What What are they into? Uh, my mom, you know, was a child of the 80s. You know, I was born in 1990. So my mom all through like high school was like in that in the greatest era in my opinion. Um, so I was raised in a lot of eighties stuff like Van Halen, um, Bon Jovi metal, was a huge rock, one. Yeah. What's that? Like big hair bands. Big hair bands for sure. Um, but Earth like Man. the big ones I could, like Bon Jovi was huge because my mom loved Bon Jovi. Yeah. Um, but. But then my mom, it's interesting because then my mom got really quick into country as a young kid. You know, I'm from Utah. Same. But I am not a fan of country. Even to this day, I think I only own like a like two Johnny Cash albums. But I don't even consider him country, honestly. But yeah. um, I don't know. What about you? What was your dad into? Huh? Was your dad play music? Uh, but that's the thing. I, my, my mom divorced my dad when I was like eight, six so oh, like okay. I was mostly raised by my mom. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, but uh, my stepdad he's huge into music, and I have to give it to him because he introduced me to Queen, Led Zeppelin, uh, see, Black Sabbath, rock, yes. yeah, and much older rock. I mean, you know, eighty they're still definitely around in the eighties, but that, they were they kind of got started a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, good, good. But the first band I ever got into that was like my own was ACDC. Yeah. When I heard ACDC, I was like, what? And then I started taking guitar lessons when I was 12. We'll get into that later. Uh, but I played, when, my very first song I ever learned how to play was uh, um, Back in Black and uh, Highway to Hell. Nice. Yeah. So, but what about you? I'm getting a little too hard on myself. No, what was some um, of your first stuff? Or what did your parents my, my listen to? My mom was into 90s country as well. Mm. So uh, I remember a lot of. Like Garth Brooks, uh, Dixie Chicks. <laughs> Shania Twain was right. like my mom's right. dude. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, well, I guess this we have these kind of structured out, but I guess it's just we can just let it flow. But yeah, the first concert flow. she ever took me to was this 90s country artist named Brian White, who nobody's ever heard no, of. No, I've never heard of him. 
<laughs> and he, I mean, he, he was kind of, I guess, one of those one-hit wonders. He just came Gotcha. Yeah, Dixie um, Chicks reminds me of the song, Because uh, Earl Had to Die, na-na-na-na-na. <laughs> Goodbye, Earl. And I remember, I remember everyone freaking out about the Dixie Chicks because they like went to a concert in France or something, and was like shitting on America because well, they shit on Bush or the war oh or Bush something. and the something and like everyone was like protesting against their album. What a which song, nowadays, what a song about a country song about killing somebody, like poisoning <laughs> them. Would that today? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm sure it would. <laughs> I mean, we've we've gone through the NWA phase, you know what I mean? Not phase. I love NWA. It made it seem like I was like, I'm just saying NWA could say whatever they want. Eminem could say whatever they want. So. Oh man, yeah, I was just listening to Eminem on the way here, and love Eminem. Dude, was, we'll get into Eminem, the, dude. The conscience one, the oh, dirty guilty conscience. Guilty conscience one. Dude, I could recite that thing. Both sides, okay? okay? I could play Dre and him. Don't even talk. All right, so... Uh, but so yeah, keep going, country, sorry. Yes. 80s for sure. Okay. I know plenty of uh, 80s pop and stuff. Uh, shout out to, like, Erasure. Ooh, <laughs> you know, okay, Erasure. okay, all right. But then, yeah, some, some 90s as well. So, like, Cranberries was a big nice, one. Nice, yeah. Alanis Morissette. Mm. Um, Stone Temple Pilots. Whoa. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you have a really big, <laughs> wide, like palette when it comes to like you 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 usually come to me with like dude have you heard of this band and then it's usually you know someone who's like kind of off the grid but is getting famous but then you'll come yeah. to me and they're like rock and then you'll come to me again and be like dude have you heard the newest track from shoot what's his name you just sent me a picture of him yesterday what's his name he had he had the rick and morty glow gun or rick and morty oh, logic logic <laughs> and you're like did you hear logic's new so yeah you have a really wide musical palette i'd say yeah and um does that come from your mom does she because she goes a, a little bit around there uh kind of yeah i mean yeah she she's got a decent range there's definitely a lot of stuff that i listen to that she doesn't care for uh-huh. she doesn't like you know he, like heavy rock or really hip-hop gotcha um but it's just come with age like i remember <laughs> i remember really young um I thought it was so cool that uh, my mom had a coworker who could make custom burn discs, uh, and so I grabbed like all these CDs that my family, that my parents had that had like a song on there that I liked. I stacked the CDs and then I wrote down like this song, this song, this song, and then I had her take it to work with her, and uh-huh. he made me a custom CD with my favorite yeah, stuff man. on it, mixtape. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and what my my. Sixth grade graduation present was a, a CD player, it's like a hundred and eighty second skip proof, whatever that meant. Hell yeah, dude! And then, man, when MP3 players came out, I was like, Ugh, Yeah, you can put a hundred songs on <laughs> one spot, and yeah. it, there's no skip. Pr- it's a, it's completely skip proof, right? You know, and you could you could like walk with them and not worry about yeah. them skipping and stuff. It was small, and I remember one that I had had like touch sensitive buttons, which was really cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Apple just basically knocked out MP3 right. players oh, all yeah. together. Uh, I mean, smartphones in general, I guess. Um, I'm trying to remember. So, so yeah, I, I went what was through. The, do you, can you remember, like, the first? Because me, I can clearly remember ACDC was, like, this is mine. Like, no one else gave that to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I made that choice of, like, 
ACDC is the music that makes me feel a certain way. Mm. Was there a certain band or a couple bands that maybe your parents didn't really introduce you to, but you were just like, you know what, this is something I found that's mine? Well, the, the one band that comes to my mind was still shown to me by someone. Um, I, so I'll just say it, I guess. No, of course. I, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan of Tool. Cool. Like I have been since I was like 13. Yeah. Um, we had a, an uncle stay with us for a few months when I was around that age, and he introduced me to like Tool, Deftones, System of a Down, um, and he took me to a Tool concert, which Whoa. that was it. I was done. Yeah, 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 that. for like, sure. Um, and so the thing, so I, I have a half sleeve actually of some album art from that band. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's what that is. It's oh, one of their cool. album artworks. But the the thing about them is it also represents um, a time in my life where I was really kind of learning about spirituality. Mm. I was like going to church less and less and kind of learning like, oh, I just I think if I'm just like a good person, like that's what God or whoever that is, whatever they are, mm-hmm. uh, I think they'll understand. Like, I know I'm a good person. I'm sure if there is someone like a higher conscience, they know I'm a good person. So, mm-hmm. so it was more, it became this personal relationship. And like, if you start kind of studying like the topics that tool talks about, it's spirituality and stuff like that. And so, gotcha. so they kind of represent a time in my life when I was really going through that. Interesting. Um, That's the greatest thing I think about music is that, you know, films make me wait, make me uh, feel a certain thing. But it's because music is in them. Like right. I, 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 I think of like some of my favorite movies. Obviously, Back to the Future comes to mind. Mm. Without that amazing, you know, dun 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 dun, 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 dun like John, like, wow, like yeah. it's so cool. It helps take you there. Yeah, and so I don't think movies would be what they are without music. And you know, just listening to music on its own is like I get some of my best ideas when I'm listening to music. So I hear you. Yeah. So, like, with hip-hop, I uh, it took me a while, like, into my adult years to really appreciate hip-hop. There were definitely songs that, that I would discover that I liked them for whatever reason. Like, I always have loved Eminem. Um, me too. I think just as, as a, a, like, a goody-good kid growing up, it, it's fun to have, like, that that thing where you can kind of, like, listen to, like, something naughty. It's like, oh, this is... I shouldn't oh, be listening yeah. to this, but it's, oh, yeah. it's so fun, you know? And you yeah. when you're you're a kid and you're with your friends, you just kind of laugh at this, the stuff that he says. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, did he really say that? Yeah, with, um, with Eminem. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I, I... It's funny because I was actually anti-rap and country in, like, middle school and high school, except for Eminem. Yeah. For some reason, Eminem was the exception. And, like... I remember, so I really got into Eminem when my mom, this is really getting personal, but this is what music is about, you know? When my mom got remarried, not remarried, but when she just got married to uh, my current stepdad, it really got me mad. And like, I was not liking my new step-siblings and I had a lot of anger. (laughs) And like, you know, Eminem raps about his mom all the time. I love my mom now. She's the sweetest. She's the best. But I took out a lot of anger on her. Not like badly. Like I never, I was the quiet kid. (laughs) But the reason why I was quiet, I know I was this gothic. Like, (laughs) But yeah, dude, I owned almost all their albums. But my mom wouldn't let me get the real albums. I had to get the... (laughs) The edited versions, oh, yeah, yeah, the clean yeah ones. which was really funny. But 
Did you ever, uh, back in Utah, they had, like, a blockbuster, but it was for Mormons called Clean Flicks? Yeah. Did you ever do that? I, I never did that, but I had friends who would do that, and, like, I remember one time they got Braveheart from Clean Flicks, and, like, literally, it was a, like, 45-minute movie. <laughs> I, I remember we got, um, Team America World Police. What? And it was 30 minutes long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, went out of business because they were editing movies, you know, without yeah. the permission. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so let's get into like like middle school, like the the mm-hmm. angsty time, because I I was that's when I was starting to really just get into like screamo and hardcore and I couldn't wearing do that. skinny jeans. And... <laughs> nice. I could not do screamo. Like I could not. Really? No, I have to understand what they're saying, which I know you're like. I understand. I just couldn't. I I, I like to sing along, mm. and I like to. And I couldn't scream, or I couldn't like, you know. I just <laughs> like the we 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 listened to uh, Red Suit Jumper, Rat, and I know they're not uh, screamo in the slightest, no, but yeah, they red have jumpsuit that apparatus. red suit. Yeah, red. What is it? Red jumpsuit apparatus. Do yeah? you feel like a yeah. man? <laughs> But then there's that one part. What does she well fail? You see, I can't do it. But they do a little bit of it, which I know it's not even. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, so middle school, it was still Eminem because that's that's 12 years old. That's when I my you know that's when I went to middle school. So I went to like at 12 years old, I had a new family, which I did not like. <laughs> I love them now if they're listening. Uh, Moved to an entirely new neighborhood, so I had no friends. From where to where? New school. I went from Kearns to West Jordan. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, some would say quite a jump, I guess. But, uh, I don't know, Kearns was fine. (laughs) So, uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was still Eminem, but, like, uh, I still really loved ACDC. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, there was some songs that I knew everyone else liked, so... You know, like uh, Shaggy was getting big. Um, Rosamund. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I really started to get into like Weird Al around that time. I was a huge fan of Weird Al, and we'll get to more into Weird Al I later. I think I still know all the words to Amish Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I don't think Lonely Island was around yet, but um, it was early high school that like Dick in the Box came out. Dude, and so, oh, and I told you this. I just recently delivered to right, uh, Akiva. Akiva from Lonely Island. Very cool. Yeah, it was really quick. It was he opened the door and I was processing who was in front of me. So yeah. I was just like, "Hey," <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, thanks." And then he kind of closed the door. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, since we're on the subject, I haven't even. I don't think I've told you this yet, have I? <laughs> I wouldn't know. All right. So I've been saving up. Uh, so Lonely Island announced they've never done a live concert. So Lonely Island has like three, no, three or four albums, but they, you know, they're comedy albums. They, and you know, they're also, they're mostly in TV, so they've never done a live concert before. Uh, well, Clusterfest is coming up in San Francisco and I've been looking at tickets and they were always super expensive. They're like seven seven hundred dollars. Oh my god! For all three days, and it's like I just could not justify that. Well, over the, over the last couple days, they announced, "Hey, we are." And I've been putting away money slowly but surely because I want to do some, you know, buy me some. I, this is so selfish, but I don't have a lot of, you know, when you get a certain age. 
you know, gifts don't really happen anymore. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I give gifts because I love giving gifts, but some people just don't. It's just not expected. I don't expect it, you know, but I still like to do something. So like I've been saving up money and I'm like, oh, what am I going to spend it on? I've been looking at a few things. Well, they announced for Clusterfest that now they're doing day only tickets. And I'm like, holy crap. I looked and it was literally the exact amount that I have saved so far. So June 1st, Watson boy here is going to go to San Francisco to see Lonely Island's first ever concert. Dude, I am so excited. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Sorry. The soundboard audience is slow sometimes. (laughs) Yes. I kind of got distracted. So... Yeah, middle school, it was mostly like that. Um, But, like, yeah, music wasn't huge. I will say, kind of jumping, you know, switching things here, uh, I did play trumpet. I've I've played trumpet since I was in fourth grade. Oh, okay. So I played it fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Wow. Stopped in ninth grade, switched over to drumline. Did drumline for a year. And then... And then stopped throughout the rest of high what, school. What prompted the jump to drums? Um, the movie Drumline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he looks cool. Yeah. No, I think it's just like you know I played it for seven years or so, and I was just like you know I want to change it up, and um, they must wouldn't have been let guitar after seven years. Yeah, I mean I can still pick it up and and play a little bit, but I can't play like the Flight of the Bumblebee or whatever, but. I can, remember, I can still play uh, stuff. You remember Tony that was at my birthday? Yeah. The, my barber, he, he plays trumpet. Dude, we're like the same person. Yeah. I just need to learn how to cut hair. <laughs> right. That's Tony cool. Tony Tones, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Any other bands you shout out in middle school? Um, so, yeah, I was starting to go. And I was hearing of them from, like, my friends. That was I was getting into them because of my friends. Um, yeah. They were, like, I had friends who were, like, practicing guitar. And some, a couple of them were getting pretty good at it. But, like, let's see, Silverstein... Hawthorne Heights. Um, what's some other screamo bands from that time? <laughs> See, a lot of these you're saying, and I have no idea. <laughs> right? Yeah. Rise Against. Of course. Maybe. Okay. Yep, I do but, know that. Uh, yeah, so that was that time. And then it just kind of got heavier and heavier. Like, I started getting into a band called Parkway Drive, who's now my workout music. Like, every time I go to the gym... It's the band, or it's the, the album Atlas by Parkway Drive. Nice. And uh, when that runs out, we play Horizons by by Parkway Drive. <laughs> cool. And I was actually lucky enough to see them one time at uh, Warp Tour, which was really cool. Dope. But I'm looking at music now in case I forget something. So those guys, there's a band called I Killed the Prom Queen. Hello. <laughs> it's pretty heavy, but then there and then there's just some some weird stuff too called like uh cradle of filth <laughs> cradle of filth for some reason that sounds familiar. yeah they were they're interesting man just their look is they're like they're kind of scary to look at <laughs> no um but oh so high, yeah so then like i didn't really care for hip-hop i hadn't really developed an appreciation like i said there were some songs that i could get into but right. but in college i lived with one of my best friends from elementary school, Kyle, and his older brother, who was like, so we were like 20, 21, and he was just about to turn 30, and, and he'd, he had been in the military and just got out and was going to college. Yeah. And he was he played like classic 90s hip-hop all the time in our place. Nice. And it really clicked So classic as in? Like Wu-Tang. Oh, you're right. And you're a big Wu-Tang guy. Yeah. So that... 
honestly, like after I started hearing Wu Tang, that's when it really clicked, and I was like, mm. "Oh, this is what hip hop should sound like." Yeah, and I had really had never heard like that before, and I had heard people talk about Wu Tang, but I hadn't really gotten into it. But that, that's when it clicked for me. So, so uh, yeah, Wu Tang, Gangstar for sure, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who uh, he raps the he raps in that Clint Eastwood song by the Gorillas. I love that song. Yeah. He's the, the essence you make it without you. That's Del the Funky oh, Homo okay. Sapien. The rhythm you have it or you don't. That's a fallacy. <laughs> nice. I love Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Well, I love Gorillas. So. So, so yeah, that's one. And and ever since then, I've been really into hip hop. So I gotta say. Uh, obviously Wu Tang, but then um, Aesop Rock mm. is like my number one right now. Interesting. He's, he's a white dude with a beard, but the guy can spit like none other. Like he, in fact, somebody on Reddit made this website that uh, lists rappers by their vocabulary. Mm. So it was really cool to like see visually like who's got the biggest and who's got the lowest. You've got like Little Wayne at the bottom and stuff. Interesting. But Aesop Rock had the biggest vocabulary like by far. Like his vocabulary is like seven thousand words, and then second place was like six thousand words. Like, do you know who the second was? Um, Wu Tang's up there, and a okay. lot of the members of there, like uh, uh, Raekwon and Method Man, all those guys are kind yeah. of up there. Um, and then you've got people like. And you saw Method Man, didn't you? Oh yeah, in no, concert, I, dude. I saw Method Man with Red Man in Park City, and Dang. I had Wu Tang's Thirty Six Chambers vinyl, and I snuck it into the show underneath my jacket, and um, I made my way to the front of the crowd and pulled it out, and I even had a sharpie and stuck the sharpie on the vinyl, and I was like waving it in front of the crowd, and when everyone saw what I had, they were really supportive. They were like pointing at it, like nice, Math! yeah, and. Uh, he didn't really give me any attention for the first little while. So I was like, oh, maybe this isn't how he likes to go about this. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm annoying him. But uh, after after a little while, he, he looked at me. He's like, get back to me. So I was like, oh, oh all right. So I just let him finish the show. And uh, so once they were saying their goodbyes, I pulled it out again. And he signed it on stage in front of everyone. Shit. And I even like filmed. Have you framed it? I have it framed. Dude, but I nice. filmed him signing it. So I have a video of him signing we'll it. We'll have to post that. Can we post me. that? Yeah, for sure. Let's post that, dude. Let's post that on there. But that was, yeah, that was, that's like one of my prized possessions. Nice. Um, was that your favorite concert of all time? Maybe we should ask her that, too. Um, Hold on. Let's, if, is it further or is it earlier? Because cause we're getting, because I haven't got to high school yet. Yeah, let's, let's, I've been talking for a minute. So no, you're let's, good. Let's talk about music with Watson in high school. So in high school, that's kind of when everything started to like, still wasn't with rap yet. But I was I was really into rock, but like I started to really find myself in like um I don't know how to put it. Flogging Molly, when I first heard Flogging Molly, I was like, whoa. Like I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's just kind of simplistic stuff. To me it wasn't. Like to me, I don't know, something happened in me where I was like, this music is like I don't know, you probably know what I'm trying like if you heard a like music that you really love and how it like like hits you like the very first time I heard devil's dance floor or worst day since yesterday. And just the, the, the Celtic music. I I don't know if that's the right word, but mixed with rock was just like mind blowing to me and how seamless they make it. It seems like Celtic was made for rock and roll, like, or punk rock, I guess. You're like how you, how you first heard them. Was it through a friend or? Yeah. So I was in, I was in uh, a play and, and uh, guys and dolls. 
and we would and musicals are another thing but i don't know how big into musicals you are so we don't need to get to it i'm a big musical guy producers (laughs) is my favorite musical um but we were in a musical guys and dolls and we would always get pumped with like a different song and i never really had unfortunately not too much to bring that i was comfortable because you know i had eminem (laughs) which no one else really like in Utah, like they were fans of, but you know, that was like unholy music, especially for you were going to play in front of a group, right? Especially for musical people. Like I actually remember once I brought in, um, this is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. (laughs) And like one person came up to me and was like, after we'd listened to it and got pumped, they were like, um, so can we not listen to that? Because I just, I don't know if it's really appropriate or holy enough um, holy. to like, like we're doing a musical, dude. Like come on, about guys and dolls, about gambling and having sex with women. Like, dude, just calm down. Um, but Manson, anyway. for sure. I went through a Manson phase. I only have that one song. I have that one and then Corn with uh, Kidnap Santa Claus, which are both amazing. So I'm sure they're amazing. Right. Um. But yeah, Flogging Molly was a huge one. Um, you know, I can get to that concert in a second. I pointed over to a poster. I think we shared a little bit of that. On St. Patrick's Day, we did. Yeah. yeah, we did a little bit. Um, we can post that video too. We can just talk about that. Um, but actually, in high school was when I went to my very first concert. Oh, okay. Uh, which was actually Weird Al. <laughs> oh, nice. This was during his White and Nerdy um, album. I don't think it's called White and Nerdy, but. I think so. Is it? Yeah, Sounds but right. he was playing at the county fair, the state county fair. <laughs> Utah State. Yeah, Utah State County Fair. <laughs> and, like, I just remember we just found out about it, me and my friend. We bought tickets, and then, like, <laughs> we were, uh, we were like, we could only afford, like, we could only afford, like, the cheap ones in the very back. But I remember getting there and just freaking out, and I'm in the back, and I look, and there's just all these I feel sad. I just don't know if they knew who they were seeing, but these old people, just like a sea of old people, they didn't look excited. They weren't like getting up and dancing. And like, there was even a moment where weird Al came out and danced in the crowd. And like, they were not even phased. And like me and my friend ran up and like, there was some bodyguards, but like once he saw like actual fans, he would like come up and like sing with us. And we were like, Whoa, he's so tall. Um, but yeah, that was a fun time for Weird Al because yeah, he you know he played you know his Star Wars song. He played uh, uh, Albuquerque. He yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like his Pokerama. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like he was a good sport, even though the crowd was probably tough to, yeah, to work with. I just hope he wasn't like oh, I hate Utah. But I mean, he always comes back. So well, there's a difference but. between going to Utah for your concert where people have bought tickets to see you yeah. and just. You're just the performer where people are going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, that was that was my that one, and then followed really closely after we won tickets to Green Day. Oh, nice. And so I saw Green Day, but I was actually more excited to see Jimmy Eat World because they opened for mm. Green Day. Was that the and American so, Idiot? American Idiot tour, dude. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, America. <laughs> Um, yeah i remember like listening to that album and like my parents just being like gosh they're so anti-american but i bet if they did this that now i bet a lot more people would be super behind it (laughs) because a lot of people are right now but not anti-american but you know our government in my opinion we don't get political stop it so but that was fun so let's see here but then college because you kind of talked about college yeah uh, college was still a lot more of, um, 
Well, that, but really that is also when I started to get into hip hop. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first it was just like, like Jay-Z, but like not a whole lot of Jay-Z. Um, but well, I bring up Jay-Z, but that's just a couple of songs. But then right about when I was in college, um, Jay-Z and Kanye's album came out where they did it together. Holy crap. Like yeah. when I first listened to that, Otis, mm. boom, like I was like, whoa, like Kanye is so full of himself. <laughs> well, I mean, both of them are, but I was just kind of like, it started to like make me feel that certain, like just suit in a certain, certain way. But then like, you know, Eminem came up, but then the pinnacle moment that like, that was just kind of like building up to the moment of hip hop. Cause I would only listen to that album and not much else. Uh, like some would come along, like little Wayne would come up a little bit. Like I really love mirror and, uh, no she love. Like me like a lollipop. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Uh, but what really got the floodgates was, well, Epic Rap Battles of History. <laughs> oh, wow. But then right before, right in Epic Rap Battles of History, because Watsky is in Epic Rap Battles of History, mm. I was like, who is this kid who can rap super awesome? And so, you know, after every Epic Rap Battles, they like show who's in the video and like, he was in there. I clicked him, and then it was just like, I'm doing a motion. You can't see it, but I'm like flying back in my chair. <laughs> that was kind of the moment where I was like, wait, A, because I won't lie. I'm just going to be brutally honest. I thought as a white person, I could not enjoy that music. Like, I kind of felt like it was wrong. <laughs> like, like it wasn't yours? Yeah. And not that, no, no, no. Like, I, I felt affected by it just the same as I did first time hearing Flogging Molly. But like... I couldn't tell anybody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that's like what I felt allowed. like. Yeah. I wasn't allowed, which really isn't the case. Like, yeah, but, um, but Watsky was like the first rapper that I was kind of like, Oh, there's a voice in hip hop for me as well. Not, not diminishing, dismissing the rap where hip hop comes from, from that kind of culture, because that can resonate with everyone as well. Um, but that was just the first time that it, like I said, it opened the floodgate where just be like, I could like Watsky. I could write like Jay-Z. I could like Kanye. Kanye's meh for me, but I could like Kendrick. I could like Childish Gambino. Like it just, oh, NWA. Like, see, it kind of bursted. Yeah. Uh, obviously Beastie Boys is right oh, up there for, for me sure. and we can get into Beastie Boys a little bit later, <laughs> but it's funny that hip hop really progressed for us, but in Utah, it's it's really kind of sheltered, I think. And yeah. then like it doesn't, you can't really get to that moment until you have a freedom, right? At least for me, because like I said, my parents wouldn't let me listen to Eminem unless it was edited. So see the thing, the thing with my mentality towards music is that it's evolved over time as to like what the definition of music is. Because mm. um, for for a while, I was like, I was like, well, hip hop. They don't play instruments. They're not singing. You know, right. I was like, oh, they're just talking fast, basically. But uh, once I kind of expanded it to like, well, they're they're poets. You know, exactly. like they are, and really like, and when you what we, what you have to do is develop an ear for like flow, mm-hmm. and um, you you notice like how they take a, a rhyming syllable and they use that same syllable for like an entire verse. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Then you start to understand the talent behind the writing and uh, what kind of what makes them stand apart, I guess. Yep. Um, but yeah, so because like a lot of people, I've heard them say like, well, screaming, that's 
that's not music, that's not singing, but that's just that's just another thing that you can do with your voice, you know, it's it's people experimenting with their voice, so uh, rapping is, it goes in there too, there's singing, there's screaming, there's rapping, there's yep. like, so I've just kind of expanded what my definition of music was, and so that's kind of how I was able to, to open my mind and yeah, accept things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what are, so I think we should save the, one of the questions for a little bit later, what is, what is, what was your first concert that you saw? Brian White. <laughs> Brian, oh, wait, right, yeah. right. Interesting. Um, what then, was your favorite one that was like you really wanted to go to? Not that you didn't want to go to Brian White. Because <laughs> right, I know no, he listens to the I, podcast. I actually remember at some point in that concert just laying on my mom's lap. And just, <laughs> just like, yeah. kind of waiting for it to be over. But uh, what else do I remember? Um, Warp Tour hmm. was, a, was a good one. Um, Who'd you get to see? Parkway Drive. Oh, Bring Me the Horizon. Is that what they're called? Bring me the horizon, dude. Those guys are freaking insane. Nice. They uh, they did this thing where they get the crowd to do like a figure eight. Okay. So everyone's moving in a figure eight. So then there's that part where they run into each other in the uh, figure eight. Uh-huh. So it's almost like a mosh pit, but it's constantly moving. And so when you go through that intersection, that's where you like get ready to run run into people. Wow. Um. Um. And then I got into some hip hop shows. I, I saw Hobson a couple times, Yellow Wolf. Um, and then, oh man, after high school and like a year and a half into college, I went through like an EDM phase, you know, mm. techno. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends from high school and stuff were really into that. So I, I saw like Dead Mouse, Skrillex, Whoa. Tiesto. How was that kind of stuff in concert? Because I can only just, like, I've seen honestly, video. Honestly, some of the best nights of my life really? were at those those EDM concerts. Like, everyone, obviously, is super nice because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they're in that mindset. Uh, who knows why? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, I remember, I remember walking through the crowd. It was outside at Saltaire in the outside stage, and some guy was like, Hey, can I give you a light show while my girlfriend gives you a back rub? <laughs> what I was the? like, who would say no to that? So I like, <laughs> sit down, I'm getting a back rub, and this dude's like dancing in front of me with these crazy lights, and I was like, this is so cool. Did you partake? Um, I I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he tells me. I don't even know if that's really if I said that in the right way, but <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, Dead Mouse. He like at least when I saw him, his. Uh, DJ stand was like a giant cube, but the cube was like each face of it was a screen, so it was like the cube was doing crazy shit. Wow. Yeah, and like the his mask was like outlined and the, and with like neon, and it was changing colors and stuff. And those the production on those shows is just insane. Yeah. Um. So yeah, some some really good nights. Um. On that, there was a really cool group called Infected Mushroom. And they're like they're from Turkey and they're a techno band, but they also have like a guitarist and a drummer, and so they mesh like techno with rock. And Interesting. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. Um. So favorite concert. Favorite. Well, I mean, I just went and saw a Tool for the second time in 2016, and just blew just my the mind. Same. Nice. It was. It was like. As far as I know, the only other time they came to Salt Lake. So I saw them in 2006 when their last album launched. And basically 10 years later wow. was how long I had to wait to see them again. Yeah. 
Um, and still the same awesome. Yeah, still awesome. So some other recent ones I remember going to. Oh, I drove out to Red Rocks in Colorado. Have you heard of that venue? Yes. It's outdoor, and you, you literally have Red Rocks on both sides of you, amphitheater. Um, and I saw Marilyn Manson opened up for the Smashing Pumpkins. Whoa. That was insane. Um, Marilyn Manson, he, let's see, he burned a Bible, yep. obviously. Yeah, happens. of course. Somebody handed him a beer bottle, and, and he broke the, the bottle and then dragged the broken glass on the back of his hand and was, like, singing with a bloody hand. Jeez. And then when he did uh, Sweet Dreams, he had stilts on his legs and on his arms, and he was, like, crawling around on all fours on stilts. Wow. So crazy. Nightmares um, for seven years, that's what I was saying. Right. Okay, yeah, that's a lot of concerts. <laughs> well, last one for you, and then we can move on to me. What is there a concert you've yet to go to that you still really want to see? Hmm. By the way, side note while he's thinking, it is hot in Los Angeles today. Right, right. <laughs> and we can't have any of the air conditioners on or else you guys would hate us. I would love to see um, The Killers would be cool. Huh, yeah. They, I just barely, I don't know why it took me so long, but I just started getting into their album, Wonderful, Wonderful. Okay. It's pretty epic. Cool. Um. So those guys, Jack White would be amazing. Oh yeah, to see he's up point. in there for me too. Yep, he's coming in Pasadena soon. Ooh, that's Shall that's we? really close to me. Yeah, I don't know. I might be. It might already have happened, which would make me really sad. <laughs> but because he just released a new album, so right. I yeah. that's another thing. I love blues, like mm. blues. Anything, man. That that rockabilly is, is just what I like. Where my soul rests. Like, I want to. I, I wish I was good at guitar just so I could play blues. Mm. Um. But yeah, off the top of my head, I'd, I'd love to see Wu-Tang again. Oh, I saw them at, they played at one of those Twilight concerts in Salt Lake. Wu-Tang? Yeah. What? So, so I in, saw in Salt Lake City, they do <laughs> In Salt Lake City, they do these concerts and they're five, they used to be free, but now they're like five bucks and they get some big names. They've, they, I saw uh, Kid Cudi there. Oh, cool. Flaming Lips. Who does the walking on a dream? How can I? Ex- I don't know. We are always running for the thrill of it. <laughs> I have no, no idea. Doesn't make- nope. You know the song, so you should know. Yeah, that. but uh, <laughs> one of the last ones I saw was Wu Tang. Method Man wasn't there, and I don't oh. think Raekwon was there. Obviously, ODB wasn't there because he's not with us. But whenever, whenever they played a song that he had a verse in, they would just play his verse like over the speakers. Oh, uh, that's cool. cool. So okay, yeah. I saw Beck. Beck. That was legit. <laughs> yeah. He's a, a talented dude. His new... Have you seen his new music video that Edgar Wright made? No. You should. Edgar it's Wright awesome. directed a music... Mm-hmm. Wow. It takes like... They basically shot one side where all the all the people, costume people, are wearing blue. Then he shot the exact same thing where all the costume people are wearing yellow. And then during the whole time, while they're dancing, he just like flips in between both of them. It's insane. It looks so cool. Yeah, we'll have to show it. Or I'll show it to you maybe later. But cool. Uh, So yeah, I already said my first one was Weird Al. Um, My favorite concert I've ever been to. That's really hard. Because I went to um, Tenacious D in Vegas by myself. (laughs) Wait, you drove to Vegas? Drove to Vegas by myself all the way down to see it. And then um, while we were at the concert, unfortunately, it was supposed to be like a two-hour show. Wait, you say while we were at the concert. 
I meant the whole crowd. <laughs> yeah. While we were watching, uh, they like, it, it was like an hour and 20 minutes in and just, you know, they're hilarious. They're just blowing through like, you know, Kyle quit the band and like, they came out. This was when uh, rise of the Phoenix, their newest album came out and, uh, <laughs> they did, a. Well, basically, someone got stabbed during the performance, and so they had to stop, and they were like, and what was so crazy was like, someone came on stage with Jack Black and was like, hey, we got to like close this whole thing down, and Jack Black was like, what? Like, you couldn't really tell what they were saying, and then like, like the whole, and everything stopped, and then literally the guy was like, nope, we got to go, we got to go, and so... And then I look over and I see paramedics were coming in and I was like, what is happening? And he's like, all right, well, we have to end the show early. Um, but we can't end a show without one last song. And of course they played tribute and the entire just venue just went crazy and people were still trying to get them to shut down and they wouldn't, (laughs) they were like chasing them around the stage. And I thought it was like a stage thing at first until I saw the paramedics. Like I was like, Whoa. So, and then here's a little fun fact for you. I actually interviewed Jack black at Sundance. We can talk about Sundance, maybe some other show, but he actually, I actually, talk to him about that about how the stabbing happened but and he makes a funny joke about it. he was like oh yeah that did happen um we i think that would have happened that stabbing would have happened regardless of our music <laughs> being funny you know yeah. so that was pretty amazing the flogging molly concert was so cool just because i got to be on stage with them we'll post on our social media tdla podcast because we'll post yours yeah we'll post you mine so pumped in that video too <laughs> i'm so pumped dude <laughs> You don't even know, man. That's the last concert I went to, but I got to see Andrew WK. He's really up there. Um, I got to see Watsky. I've seen Watsky every time he's had a new album, so three times now. Um, Epic Rap Battles of History. Uh, at oh, you've uh, seen them perform? Yeah, at Kilby Court. Oh, you ever been cool. to Kilby Court, dude? Wow, yeah. It, it, Kilby Court, for those who aren't from Utah, it's just this tiny little venue. They literally play in a corner. <laughs> I guess there's like two venues in Kilby Court, but yeah, they play in this little corner, but it's so intimate. It's so cool. Um, I swear there was another one. Did you I'm tell forgetting. Lloyd that when you saw him? You're like, I've seen you guys performance. Yeah, right? he knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. So then, yeah, I did that video for yeah Epic Lloyd and I told them about, I didn't tell them that they actually pulled me on stage. <laughs> oh, really? They did. At certain parts, they would say, who wants to, uh, who knows this song and who wants to rap with us? And you with them? <laughs> I did. And like, well, why I don't want to tell him that was that he, it was the first one and it was Joan of Arc versus Miley Cyrus <laughs> and they're two girls playing, you know? And he was just like, all right. It was nice. Peter was an Epic Lloyd, but he was like, all right, who wants to do this verse? Who wants to play Joan of Arc? And no one was saying it. And like he, like I could tell, Nice Peter was getting a little embarrassed, and he was just like, "Yeah, who wants to? Who wants to do? Come up here and sing with us." And I was like, "He's like," and he's like, he literally says, "Does anyone know like the words?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so I went up there. I kind of butchered the first half, but nice. the last half, I, I came in hard. So yeah. got to epic. I got a rap with Epic Rap Battles of History. <laughs> so that was pretty sweet. I feel there, full circle. there's one more big one and I'm, and I know I'm forgetting it and I'm going to regret it. It's going to come to you. It's going to come Natalie to me. Natalie Portman. Whoa. <laughs> Let's see. Flogging Molly, Andrew WK. 
I haven't seen ACDC. That's one I would really like to see. Oh, I know. I've seen all my... Andrew. I haven't seen Jack White. He was the last one on my list, so I'm missing one more. Have you more. gone to like a music festival? Like, uh, I did Warped go to Warp Tour. Yeah, well, when Watsky was there. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so that was really sweet. Who else sweet. did you see at that Warp Tour? Uh, uh, oh, shoot. We Fight... Not We Fight Dragons. What's it called? Imagine? No, it's not Imagine Dragons. That'd be sweet. I'd be down for that. Right. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me. I'm looking up the song. Oh, I fight dragons. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I fight dragons. Know. They're cool. They're like nerdy stuff. Um, I did. See, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna regret it. I'm gonna be so mad and be like, why didn't I? Why didn't I mention them? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to look through, but now the time has passed and we should move on. All right. Well, and then, you know, I'll get to see. uh, Oh, okay. uh, Okay. (laughs) So uh, then I also got to see a band. One of my favorites called Mariachi El Bronx. They're the they're a punk mariachi band. Check them out. If that sounds intriguing to you. That's interesting. I also got to see the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Okay. They're great. I'm really into ska guys. (laughs) Love ska. Which, uh, Suburban Legends. Well, as a trumpet player. That as a trumpet sense. player. I've always wanted to be in a ska band. Uh, hit me up. <laughs> uh, Suburban Legends, if you guys like Disney songs, they, they have their own songs too and they're great, but they also take Disney songs and make them ska covers. Oh, nice. So cool. Uh, but I'm also a real big fan of Real Big Fish. Uh, so I got to see them in concert. Um... That's interesting for someone who does not partake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's plenty of partaking in this. Uh, I know there's more, but that's cool. that's it for now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, now, just real quick. You yeah. said you, so you did trumpet and a little bit of drum line. Did you ever dabble guitar. in anything else? A little guitar? Yep. I know, like, the very basics of guitar. And I know enough that I could teach myself. Like, I taught myself how to play ukulele. Um, and I taught myself how to play the harmonica um nice yeah but i also really want to there's like this instrument that's like a piano but like you blow into it have you seen those so it's like a whistle but it has a keyboard interesting i really want to buy those (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah that's about it i I started on piano but okay and i don't play any of them like right now consecutively but what about you well, growing up, my grandma always tried to teach our grandkids piano, and I just didn't really take it seriously. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, in seventh grade, I decided to to play the saxophone in the band. Nice, nice. I don't know. I don't know what inspired that, but I'm glad I did it. It was a cool experience. Yeah. Um. And then in like high school, I there was somebody in my ward who who was really good at drums, and so he offered to teach me drums, and so I learned for a few months and then he went on his mission but i learned like sugar we're going down nice <laughs> yeah nice did you learn to read music um yeah when i was playing sax i learned a little bit of nice how to read music and then when i was in college i i made friends with this dude dan sabin mm. who's we still talk to this day like since i moved to la we've talked on the phone a few times Cool. And um, I would love to actually bring him on just because he's he's really entertaining and outgoing, and uh, he has some really good music as well. I'm sure he'd be he'd be down to play. Sweet. But he yeah he plays guitar, he plays piano, he sings, and he he just kind of taught me all three of those like mostly guitar, but he it was like a musical theory gotcha. course, and so I'd go there 
and uh, he would kind of show me how to project my voice and nice. he, would sh- he would show me like how musical theory ties into like piano like how piano and guitar tie into each other gotcha and um so yeah i learned a lot about music from him and, and he was even like the stuff that i'm teaching you is like stuff that people learn their third year in college and he's like you're picking it right up so the gotcha. first song i ever learned on guitar was uh that that hallelujah song that was on shrek I heard there was a secret chord that David played yeah. and it pleased me. I, I mean, I know it's not a song for Shrek, but I don't, can't remember who sings the original. But yeah, the interesting thing about that is that's actually a finger-picking song. So the first song I ever learned was not guitar pick song. It was you used all Strumming your fingers. Strumming with your fingers? Yeah. Nice. Could you um, play it today? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I practiced a lot just to get that one song down, and that was gotcha. years ago, but... Cool man, man, we're fl- we're we're kind Music. of an hour in. We're yeah. like we're really. I hope we into haven't this. lost you guys. <laughs> nah, I know. Join in on the conversation. Like, what music are yeah, you tell into? Tell us some stuff based on our tastes. What are some music you recommend to us? Email us at tdla or email us tdla podcast at gmail or Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at tdla podcast. Yeah. So I think we need to get to our other segments. We're like yeah. an hour into this bad boy. So let's get to the you know let's act. Do we have time for that one? For yours? Yeah. Do we have time? You think? If you want. I don't know if we have time. Okay. We'll, I think I think we'll just get we'll to just... some good stuff. Don't you dare laugh. I mean, I mean it. Okay. Right. It's that time, guys. It's you know, that time. We've been waiting for it. Okay. So, so we're bringing it to you live. Yes. It's your favorite. It's our favorite. Uh, just so you guys know, I know I just plugged our social media, but we just released a montage of some of our favorite moments. Oh, yeah. Actually, by the time this is out, it's been released for a while. <laughs> but you should check them out if like, yeah, we you want to see the actual version. So you can actually see the videos. Yeah. Very quick snippets of them. but Yeah. Um, I think I went second last time. Okay, you so got I'll it. So I'll go first. Okay, so this one is actually not going to be a surprise. Because I actually told you about it, oh. <laughs> but I thought it could still be fun to see it live because I already told you about it. Okay. So this is a guy, and, and I mixed it up. He's not proposing. He's asking a girl to prom. Okay. Um, it's a long video, but I cut it down. Uh, so the setup to this, he literally, I don't know why, but he literally records it one continuous shot until the end. So literally, he shows picking her up. He shows getting her in the car. Like, there's not... She knows they're recording. She's like, she's like why are you recording this? And he's like, you know. <laughs> um, but yes, this is a fail. Here we go. Hey. Hey, what's Oh. 
Oh, she's crying. She bursts into tears. Oh. So she gets, you know, I'm going to say in her defense, she gets really sad. Yeah. And like, it's funny because the end of the video, he's like, I decided to cut it where she's bawling, but literally the next two minutes are just her crying. (laughs) So way to go. She did get a lot of audio was a little quiet, but she's, you know, and I tried to turn it up, but that car driving really overpowered. So he's like, what do these billboards say? And she's reading them. Will you go to prom with me? She's like, that's a shitty way to ask someone to prom. <laughs> and like the look on his face oh, man. is like, because it's him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's unfortunate. Funny little fail. I couldn't do a, cl- a sound clip from it because, yeah, it was yeah, too loud. Too much sound in the background. Yep. So you remember uh, Matthew Silver from episode oh, no. one? Oh no! Oh, I don't have any sound bites, but he's the magic. Yes, of course. He's in. The, he's on the first page. Yeah. First page of this. Yeah. I mean, we can't get to it right now. But sure. He does he make is, another uh, appearance? There's a lot of YouTube videos of him. I have to look him up. So this Uh-oh. is yeah, this is him in front of a Trump Tower in New York. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, is Trump gonna be president? I don't know. All I do know is Trump. Does Trump care about law, or does he care about China, 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 China? Does where is Trump? Why? Why does he have to be a building What's and the president at the same time? Belly button. Where are you, Trump? Where? <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you hear him say, "Why does he have to be a building, building and yes. the president at the same time?" <laughs> yes, I did. Oh my gosh, that poor China, guy. China, China. So wait, does he? Is he homeless? That is a good question. I know, because someone's filming him. So, and if he has multiple videos... Well, he he has a following, so I think people will find him and record him and share it. Okay. He doesn't have, like, his own YouTube channel or something? I don't know. Somebody made, like, a documentary about him and all this Uh. stuff, so... I don't... I don't know. I just... He can... He calls himself a street performer. Yeah. Um... And they even, like, find his parents in the documentary, and they talk about it like he just has always been a performer, you know? But oh. I don't know. It seems like he has a place to go if he needs to, so. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So my next clip. Okay. Now, I'm going to explain it how the person who tweeted it explained it. I'm not coming up with this assumption on my own. <laughs> this is just how they said it. So they basically said... So, you know, sports people get really heated when talking about sports, right? Because it's super important. Because it's super important. Well, (laughs) this is a recording of two gay people. I'm just saying this is the tweet said. Two gay people arguing over if the Wicked Witch of the East and uh, uh, the Wicked Witch or the Witch of the West, whatever her name is, the, the nice one, if she's a queen or not. Okay. okay. <laughs> or if she's royalty. Gotcha. So here we go. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Her sister was a witch! Right? And what was her sister? A princess! The wicked witch of the east, bro! I'm gonna stop him. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? She wore a crown and she came down in a bubble, dog! I'm not fighting with you. Grow up! I'm not fighting with you. Wow. Do you have the sound clear? 
No. Ah, I made him just for it. Oh, my bad. It's a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that funny. was a heated argument about <laughs> the Wicked Witch. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wicked Witch of the... She came down in a bubble with a tiara. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, oh, okay. Um, have you ever been reprimanded by a friend or family member for not putting the toilet seat down? Yes. <laughs> I have. My mom, yes. Yeah, yeah. My mom used to get mad at me for forgetting to flush the toilet. That was my problem. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a little girl reprimanding her dad for not oh, putting the toilet seat down. Okay. Why do you keep doing that? Well, I mean, you just got to put it down. Uh, but I don't want to. I, I just want you to do it when you were there for you. Oh, oh so you want me to lift it up and put it down. Yeah. And you don't want to do anything? Daddy. Yes. Listen to me. When you're <laughs> done with the pie, you get put down when big girl, when girl come in and they need to go teet teet. Oh. <laughs> She's, She's cute. cute yeah. that, how can you say no? Yeah. You know? I mean, cute. if it gets to the point where your three-year-old is telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's probably heard it from her mom I, or it's something. So cute when someone go has to go teet teet. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because my final clip, which I'm gonna say, guys, the, I hope your title ready. says shit. Yes. <laughs> I have shared many clips in my day. Okay, in this podcast, this is episode. I don't even know, but we're in it. We're in twelve something. 13, yeah, yeah, we're in this now, <laughs> and. I have shared three clips for each of those episodes. Yeah, it's a lot. This clip has to be my favorite. What? I'm going to say it. Ending strong. Ending strong. It also has to do with some party humor. Guys, the reason why I laugh at this clip so much is we've all been here in this situation. (laughs) This is a poor person who just needs to take a shit. Please. I drive in. I drive in. I'm a red. sucks yeah we've all been there we have like i have so many you know just (laughs) stories of like we used to go up to yellowstone all the time and there's not a bathroom man from like pocatello to yellowstone you're just you're done wow so yeah (laughs) i was just listening on joe rogan's podcast he was telling a story about driving through laurel canyon and having to take a shit (laughs) and he was thinking about stopping at the mcdonald's right there like in that shopping area (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious 
glad he didn't or else he wouldn't be with us today <laughs> um but that's how i end, that's how, that's how you end strong baby yeah but we'll see no how your that's clip does. that's good we'll see how your clip does <laughs> this i don't know i mean so it's a teacher yelling at her class mm-hmm and she must have caught a, a student with pomegranates, mm. and she hates pomegranates. Okay. No pomegranates! No, 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 no pomegranates! What? No. I don't want them anywhere near here. Am I clear? <laughs> Holy... Shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. Why? <laughs> Why? Now I need to do some inve- investigative journalism to find out. No, I'm literally typing this into Google. No pomegranate woman explained. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, right this second. That's crazy. Uh, no, but just bringing me up Bog Marley songs. Oh, yeah, the the famous Bob Marley song, No Pomegranates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe she wow. was just doing a, a hardcore screamo version of the Bob Marley song. <laughs> yeah. No Pomegranates. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wait. <laughs> okay, so she's... I wish I could, like, play this. Just tell me the story. Just tell me. Oh, okay. So maybe it's a. <laughs> she excited. She's accepted this in her life. Did you hear that? No. Okay, so she uses it to so she doesn't tell her class, but she so she uses that to demonstrate how to teach how to not teach children. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is still an interesting thing. Guys, there is literally hours it looks like of people filming she's become a viral sensation. I I'm so glad you brought this to my attention, Sean. <laughs> Cuz there's interviews, there's like other class like of other class of her shouting freaking out wow yeah, that is but she doesn't tell the class wow okay no pomegranates dude okay jeez she needs to get into acting dude. i would say so <laughs> oh we goodness. need a teacher to freak out in this <laughs> i know just the person I, yeah hold my beer <laughs> that's funny cool all right now it's time to initialize maybe hold for it initializing listener email Listener email initialized. All right. Wait. Before we get too far, I forgot. We're issuing each other a challenge. Oh. So since it was it's music themed, we decided that we're going to challenge each other to listen to a particular album, and then we're going to come back. And, yeah, just talk about our general thoughts. thoughts. Okay. So, do you have one? 10,000 Days by Tool. Ooh, I'm going to write that down. 
Yep. Ten. Ooh, ten thousand. Oops. Days. By so two. a little info on that for you. Okay. Um, ten thousand days is. Do you have this album so I could listen yes. to it? Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's basically dedicated to the lead singer's mom who was diagnosed with cancer, oh. and then she lived 10,000 days before she died. Oh, my cancer. gosh. So from diagnosis to death, 10,000 days, which Whoa. is like 27 years. That's cool. Um, and then, so there's a song in there. It's in two parts, but it's okay. called Wings for Marie. Okay. And it's just, it's beautiful. Nice. He, he's got some really good lines in there, like, like, when you get to the gates of heaven, you know, tell them that I never told a lie. I never Whoa. took a life, but surely saved one, talking about himself. And there's only 11 tracks? Yeah, but, I mean, the songs are, like, seven minutes. Oh, I do see that. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, you know, I have a long drive to work, so. Yeah, she's, like, she tells she tells him at the gates, like, give me my wings. Whoa. So, it's pretty powerful. All right. <laughs> I will take a listen. And then there's one on there called Rosetta Stoned. Yep. And, uh. It starts out and he's talking so fast, like you won't understand really what he's saying. It's just like, but you can if you make it out and you have like the lyrics in front of you. But it's basically this guy is like parked outside of Area 51, just seeing if he can see anything. And he ends up taking all of these like psychedelics mm. and starts seeing stuff. And he gets okay. he gets abducted by aliens and told that he is uh, like a chosen one who's to deliver a message. But he forgot his pen. <laughs> <laughs> cool. There's some good humor and, and sarcasm in there, so we'll we'll go over it. Okay. Um, what's yours? So mine is the Broken Bride Rock Opera by Ludo. What? Yes. You haven't heard it already. No. Right? All right. They do Love Me Dead though, right? They do. I know. Uh, that's I know what, what they're talking about. That's what they're most known for. Uh, not as like serious as this one. You listen. I'm just gonna say this album is me. <laughs> It's a like, rock opera, though. Huh? It's a rock opera. You'll listen to it, though, and you'll be like, yep, this is Watson. It's a whole story? It's an entire story. Yep. Cool. And it's only like, let me look. It's not, there's only, I'll find it, I'll find it. Hold on, everyone, just hold on. To, I know you're all dying. Okay. Come there's only tits. five songs. Okay. But there is like two that are like, yeah, six or, or there's one like, it's like eight and one that's like six. So Cool. Um, But. Yeah, it's what I love about it is it's, it's I feel like it's me in an album. It's basically about a man who is building a time machine. Oh, cool. <laughs> to um try and prevent his um I don't know, it doesn't really say if it's like a wife but significant other from dying. And so, yeah. Cool. I, that's all I kind of want to give you. Have you listened <laughs> to any songs by Tool? Oh, well, I'm sure I have. But not that I can like okay. say in my cool. mind. So, so so yeah, just because they're they're interesting. They're like cool psychedelic. So cool. I'm excited <laughs> to listen to it. So yeah, the f- it's really cool. Like it, it's really a full encompassing kind of story. And then the ending is one that like could spark a good conversation between us. Cool. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. That'll be Sweet. a fun conversation for next time. Yeah, Ludo's another big of my favorite bands. They're ones that not a lot of people know. If you're a, if you're a nerd like me and want a good band to listen to they're a good one so cool okay um yeah sorry on to some emails you got some emails here let's see 
Oh, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's back. Bobby asks, if you could only eat one thing for dinner for the rest of your life, what would it be? What would it be for me, Sean? This is a French French tips? Ooh, very close. (laughs) What is, besides French tips? Pho. Yes. Pho. Pho or French tips, dude. I had had pho yesterday, so, (laughs) yeah. What about you? Ooh, um... What is like some of my favorite? Lasagna is good. Lasagna. Lasagna. I really just like teriyaki on just about everything too. Like I could totally just have like a some some teriyaki meat over rice. <laughs> nice. You ever like I don't know what it's called, Edo or something like the. The rest, like they're 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 not always called Edo, but that's just the one that was from when I was a kid. But they're just like they're like in every mall. Oh, there was court. one at the Gateway. Yeah, yeah. Where they just it's just rice and teriyaki yeah. yumminess. Yeah, I I never get tired of teriyaki. So yeah. yeah, either some some kind of Italian like a like a lasagna or like a teriyaki dish. Nice, cool. Okay, all right. What would you do with $10,000? I would make a movie or, or produce a short series. Thank you. Next. Easy. easy. <laughs> um, I would just make it last so that I could put in time into personal projects. Mm, you yeah. Know? Like I would, I'd like to, in that amount of time, like make a little short animated thing, build my, build my skills, work on, work on like my figure drawing and all that, you know, fundamentals and things. Nope. And, yeah, so I would just make it last as long as I could while I put in time into my personal stuff. There you go. Or I would just blow it on hookers and blow, you know. <laughs> you know, whatevs. Whatever I would happens. be really torn. I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> travel would be hard. I would love to travel, Oh, too, man. So. 10000 would be like a, a really nice trip to Tokyo. There you go. I don't know if we already talked about that, but that I'd is on my bucket to tra- list. Let's go to Tokyo. Let's do it. Tomorrow. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, would you rather have to scream everything you say or whisper? whisper. Yeah? Yeah. Screaming's annoying. <laughs> whisper usually is when you're trying to say something very serious or endearing. Or, you know, cute. Like, yeah. hey, mama, let me whisper in your ear. See? <laughs> so. But what if you're trying to get someone's attention? So, what if What if you're drowning and you're trying to like. But call how for often help. are how often are we in danger of drowning, Sean? I'm drowning. <laughs> but we're not we're not often drowning. Okay, we're not often drowning. Um, I would have to become one of those people that walks right up to people and just be like, "Hey, can I ask you for a favor?" Like, Whoa, holy yeah. shit, dude! Don't don't do that to me. You're like, it's literally yeah, the only way that I can get your attention. I did a Who Would You Rather on a podcast I was doing. <laughs> And now I can only whisper, so go to hell. All we right. should we should challenge each other to oh, get no. through an entire day of just whispering. <laughs> as long as it doesn't have to do with work, because they'd probably <laughs> fire me. <laughs> Watson, how's it coming along? Everything's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. What about you? I'm just trying to think if there would ever be a reason that I would have to scream over whispering. But yeah, I think screaming is just more annoying. Got you. So. Got you. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, any previous? Got a few maybe in there. Favorite SNL cast member? Probably John Belushi. Really? Yep. 
when I first I used to like be obsessed with SNL and like I had all the best SNL best of SNL that were out there mm. except for Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I like Jimmy Fallon now. On SNL I did not like Jimmy Fallon. In SNL? Cuz he broke every single time. Like yeah. he just bro- every single sketch he's in, just watch it. He breaks. Like that's At what he point, yeah. that's like what he m- tries to be funny with. Anyway, but yeah, uh-huh. John Belushi when I first watched John Belushi do he he plays this like samurai have you seen this where he plays a samurai that like is in a uh like a sub shop no, <laughs> so where he's funny. cutting sandwiches yeah so he's like he's like Mop! and then it's like oh yeah can i get a club with like you know this kind of bread yeah and he pulls out a he pulls out bread and then he just gets this huge samurai katana <laughs> and then like opens it and gets like lettuce and tomato <laughs> so funny That's basic great. stuff but fun so um, that's a good question. I mean, Chris Farley for sure is up there too. Oh right, right. So, yeah, Chris Farley's got some of the best stuff. I was gonna guess Will Ferrell for you. That's what. That's I where I was at. Kind yeah, of, yeah. So we'll just go there because I don't want to be thinking about it too long. But yeah, Will Ferrell killed it. Yeah. during his time. So he really changed the game. <laughs> like, I I was younger when he was in there though, but it almost felt like. I blinked and he was in SNL out of SNL a star, you know, it's, it really is like, I, I don't know if it's just a matter of luck, but you get those people where like um, pretty much everything that they say and do is funny. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, when that guy got to Hollywood, people just knew like, Oh, this guy's freaking hilarious. Like whatever yeah. he does. What, so. what about, I don't know how much you watch recently. Do you have any favorite current cast members? Um, I haven't been following it too much, but I'll just say Kyle Mooney because I've been yeah. following him since Good Me Neighbor too. stuff. Me too. Yeah, he's really funny. I really like him a lot. I, um, I, yeah, I just appreciate his how writing far he's is come. great. Yeah, I, I really like Kate McKinnon though. For sure, I, I, she's one of those people that like any sketch she's in, she usually tends to steal the show. Right. Have you seen her character as like the? Uh, they always do it when Ryan Gosling's on, but it's when she's. Uh, she was like taken by uh, aliens, and they like interview her. I don't think so. I'll have to show you that one sometime because, like, that one Ryan Gosling can't hold it because she's so funny. Really? Yeah, we'll have to show that one. But okay. Any other ones? Are we good for today? I think that's that's it for All right. today on that. Uh, let's just do a quick close here. Awesome. Uh, we are at final end. Yeah, we're coming back to uh, an excerpt from your Pet favorite, Mark, the, yep, the classic gangster novel. I think the last time we did this was with Kyle Davis. So yes. it's been a minute. Yep. Um, this time I'm going to do the reading, so why don't you give me a number between 1 and 365? 11. 11's oh, okay. my favorite number. Right. And I don't think I've ever read the like close beginning pages, so this could be interesting. <clears throat> Page 11, Teflon. <laughs> it took an all-white jury no time to find Cleophas Jackson guilty of attempt murder. Attempt murder. (laughs) Like he's currently attempt murder. Uh, Gilman came to court and gave a partially false statement of what happened. Cleophas went to his cell and contemplated all night on hanging himself. And the double digits the judge was going to give him were hard to swallow. Mm -hmm. More sleepless nights came, but this time not from Kim's heartache. He didn't feel like Teflon the Untouchable anymore, and the verdict seemed to take the fight out of him. Until the wise old inmate took a look at his case. (laughs) Oh, the wise old. Inmate. I just imagine like a Mr. Miyagi hanging out yes. in the 
in, uh, in prison with him. He's like, you want to survive? Yeah, I can. I can help you with your case. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, a funny. Okay, we'll get back into it. A wise old man inmate took on his case and enlightened him to a lot of errors. Ah. The old man gave Cleophus life again when he uh, felt like it was over. He immediately went to work reading every, anything in the law library that had something to do with his case and situation. Cleophus started showing the old man more errors that were made. The old man advised him to set a meeting with Mark Galante as soon as possible. <laughs> Mark, Mark was stunned by the intelligence of the young man for recognizing that thing recognizing things that he didn't. Ooh. He presented the errors to the judge on the sentencing date. The judge agreed to postpone the sentencing and look over the questionable evidence for a new trial. One more paragraph. 1998 <laughs> came as a shock to many inmates when Cleophus was granted a new trial. Whoa! Feeling very good about himself, he strutted around the catwalk like a humble, <laughs> sophisticated lawyer wearing prescription glasses <laughs> that fellow inmates joked about. Uh, the glasses made him look intelligent in a Muslim perspective, reading, uh, reading the Quran occasionally. Wait, what the hell? Read that part again? The glasses made him look intelligent in a Muslim perspective, reading the Quran occasionally. Oh, okay. Interesting. So he got his case turned into a new case, and he was so proud of himself that he <laughs> got glasses and started reading the Quran? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cleophus's face was begging for a grooming due to unkemptness from depression, but with his new mindset, he kept himself shaved and had a low haircut. The favorable <laughs> clean-cut look also made him look wiser and more in control of his destiny. Cleophus prayed for forgiveness of his sins and truly believed God had forgiven him. The second chance at freedom he felt was God's way uh, at giving him a shot at a second chance in life. He promised he'd be better if he received a second chance. He felt cleansed and carried a slight attitude adjustment. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for some Teflon. Maybe you can take a second. Okay. The soundboard is uh, taking some time today. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so good good on Cleophus for yeah, looking into out, stuff. You know, he got out. Good for him. Thanks to Mr. Miyagi for helping him out and yes. showing him the way, getting him some glasses and... Making it, you know, making it work. Yeah. So, But that's just the beginning. So, I mean, dude, lots of shit must go down after that. Don't even wait, because it gets sexual fast. <laughs> we need to get into some of the juiciness. <laughs> Maybe we will. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's another episode of the TDLA podcast. Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed it. Yes. Write into us. Make some music recommendations or, or reminisce with us about some of the stuff you listened to growing up. Yeah. Um, we also want to thank Patrick Hoff. Um, please also rate us and review us. That'd be great. iTunes, Spotify, yes. Google Play, yes. Stitcher, Podbean. Yes. Uh, did you already say Spotify? Because I want to say it again. Spotify. <laughs> um, yeah, so the email is tdlapodcast at gmail.com, and our social media are all at tdlapodcast. Dope. Right? So we'll see you guys next week. Hope you have a good week. Love you.